Welcome back to Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. We're in the, the final chapters of our, our journey through Keenan and Kel. I am Y2 Adam. And I am Y2 Aaron. <laughs> Not as good of a joke as, as Keenan and Kel this week on that one. What, you mean Y2 Keenan and Y2 Kel? Yeah. That was pretty classic. Uh, this episode is called Futurama. <laughs> Not to be confused with the show Futurama, which aired uh, a couple months prior to this. A couple months prior. Yes. Uh, ah. March of, I looked it up. March of 1999 is when Futurama aired. And this came out on the on like literally December 31st of 1999. Right, but it was probably written before the Futurama show came out. So, no, I don't know about that. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I, animation takes a long time to get produced. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Keenan and Kel is still culturally relevant. Uh, all throughout the 90s, and literally into the 2000s. So we will always be able to say that Keenan and Cal made it to this century. Yeah, Keenan and Cal exists throughout, across two centuries. It's pretty impressive. Uh, and Adam, I think, that, I think that it's our goal to make sure Keenan and Cal exists throughout every century left. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, we'll, we're like, we caught the ball of... Of Keenan and Kel, like reruns and stuff like that. We just kind of, I guess, we're passing it along through this podcast to future generations. That's right. There's not many Keenan and Kel full season, you know, like collections out there. There's just Paramount Plus, but then there's then there's like your obscure DVD box. Our podcast might be the most complete Keenan and Kel <laughs> gathering, <laughs> <laughs> which is terrifying. <laughs> That's, I mean, we're two episodes after this one in a TV movie, and like that's it. That's all of Keenan and Kel. So, and then we're gonna do like other Keenan and Kel bits. Yeah, I want every moment that Keenan. Well, maybe that that's a, that's a big ask, but Keenan and Kel, I want to see the two of them in every form here. Yep, and uh, and, and we're going to. That's the goal of this podcast. But of course. We got to talk about this episode. And Adam, I don't know if you would agree, but I th- I think this is a pretty timeless episode. A very timely episode. Ah, time the time <laughs> puns come out again. Yeah. As we uh as we started this podcast during the pandemic, I've been waiting <laughs> very much to see this episode. Yeah. And uh, I think we should probably hurry up and record these last episodes so the pandemic can end because <laughs> I think we've determined that, that it's pretty reliant on on this ep- yeah. this podcast. Yes, we have. So uh, let's let's get right to it then. Let's get right to it. Jim, bitter orange couch with Coolio, Magic and Kareem, or Penn and Teller, <laughs> Nancy Drew. <laughs> I don't know. I never get the Nancy Drew line in the theme song. Like why? It's <laughs> mysteries. Yeah, Nancy yeah, Drew it, mysteries. It, really? Like <laughs> it's not. The, Keenan and Cal aren't a mystery. Like Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys might solve. It's something. It's just right there in front of you. There's nothing to it. I, anyways, here we are on stage. We have great outfits, as always. Classic outfits. The, they really capture the energy of the turning from 1999 to 2000, and they come out and they're very pro it. I think a lot of people in this time were afraid of like Y2K. Oh yeah, and like what it would do to computers and stuff. They're like, all right. Well, because they're young yeah. people. They're like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, no, they're really embodying that, like, you know, woo, let's celebrate the, the, the new millennia. They're like, hey, guys, we're not going anywhere, so. And uh, Kel, what he, <laughs> what Keenan and Kel are talking about here is the, like, hey, do you think that our show will be showing reruns 1,000 years from now <laughs> in the next millennia? <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, let's see. If that's the case, that means 
like we're talking to people in the future right now. And Which so, they are. They're talking to us. They are. And then they break the fourth wall and they, they look at the camera and, and they're they're pleading. They're like, because uh, Kel says that he likes to watch reruns and make fun of all the people's clothes and the way they talk and stuff. <laughs> I, I was losing it when he I was know. talking about making fun of them. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. <laughs> this is exactly what we do to you every single week. <laughs> yeah, making fun of their old clothes and old hairstyles. <laughs> They look at the screen at us, at you and me, and they say, that's not nice, future people. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice, future people. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I would like to apologize to past Keenan and Kel for making fun of your, uh, your, your looks, your drips of the era. Yes, but that is just what we do when we watch old TV. I, I am so glad that this episode is a thing, that they, they like went through with this episode. Um, as we're, we're going to see, we have all different sets yeah this is the i would call it the highest concept episode of you know absolutely Calderas. it's the greatest uh it's the greatest idea so far and they really saw it through uh but we're gonna i just can't wait to talk about all the funny things that you know even 22 years later are just so ridiculous to to conceive of but then it also this episode really makes you think of how much we've how far we've come because we we've been watching the world of keenan and kel in the late 90s for oh yeah for quite some time now like you know throughout the whole uh, history of this podcast but so much has changed and this is like kind of in our lifetime right it's so much has oh, changed yeah. uh just with technology so pretty awesome episode we got here yeah so uh as keenan posits he says why don't we do tonight's episode in the year 3000 that way it'll look relevant to people in the future <laughs> right exactly <laughs> and it's it's their their greatest sci-fi attempt to, to imagine what the future may be the, the writers of keenan and kel yeah, the writers clearly had a blast on this one. Yeah, and it was it was pretty obvious that, you know, I think everybody around this time was kind of engaging in the ideas of the future and, like, technology and how... Especially when you're you're turning your clock over and you're running 2,000. It's very much... That was a number for a long time. It was like the, you know... I think it was like the Donut Master 2000 or whatever. Right. That's what people would say when they think of what's the future. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. The Nimbus 2000 and all that. And <laughs> so... And so uh, here we are in the future. Wow, amazing! And and the stuff we have today is pretty amazing. But uh, mm -hmm. back then it was concept. But it was cool how we got to see the writers kind of engage in this like uh, almost this less professional conversation about how the future is going to advance. You know, like they're not Star Trek writers. Like they're not Star. No. You know what I mean? Like they're not science fiction. But they're like, let's have fun. It's a great format because now every line that any character says in the rest of this episode can be a joke. Right. It, exactly. It, it, it's a it's a joke. It's a riff. It, it's a parody of of you know the uh, the current era and the future era and how they come together. So uh, Keenan is ready to go off stage. Kel asks if he, he'll need a jacket in the future. <laughs> and uh, come on, Spacey, we're going to the future. Then we enter Keenan's bedroom. In the year 3000. <laughs> well, really quick, Kel goes, if the show is in the future, then this right now here in the past, is it? It's like, then is this right now here in the past? It's like, yes, Kel. Yes, it is in the past. Yes, it is. So, okay, here we go. We enter Keenan's bedroom and uh, describe it to us, Adam. There is a large pod, like a like a tube that Keenan's sleeping in. Vertically. Yeah, this, this chamber that he's like literally standing and sleeping in. His room has this really cool like a lava lamp, except it's, it's life-sized. It's like the size of a person. And it's kind of just the lava on the inside. 
super futuristic-y. And, and then these really cool plastic beanbag chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and, and the colors are really, really pop in this one, too. Is it, like, purple and stuff, right? Yeah, his room's purple. Um, he has a, a picture of astronauts behind him. Um, which is the first indication that we have some intergalactic civilizations slash intergalactic travel here. Yeah, which is very fun because I think, uh, like, my vibe is that those are, like, like basketball players and stuff like that. But instead of... But the year, the 3000 version is that they're also in space. Right. And I love how I love how great the world building is this episode because it's it's such a small like you got twenty minutes right or eighteen oh, yeah. minutes it's like let's just do as have as much fun as we can, so uh, Cal comes over, and uh, he goes Keenan Keenan wake up get out of your module. <laughs> he also the first thing he says that we enter his room is says he says lights on and lights turn on like he like oh, he's right. got like an Alexa or Google Home right except when the lights turn on they go. <laughs> because they didn't they didn't realize that there's gonna be led bulbs or anything like that, <laughs> that yep yep so that's i'll think i think that's the first of the uh uh almost <laughs> yeah so uh do you want to just Kel's wearing uh, okay. Kel's wearing chrome yep chrome, a chrome hat and a chrome how would you describe his outfit just a chrome it's a jumpsuit it's a jumpsuit there's like one orange piece on the collar and uh spoiler alert it's the outfit that everyone wears yep yep which makes me think that we're in a a, a, a fallen state <laughs> like, I don't know how yeah, else yeah, to describe I, that you know it's like it seems like we don't really have fr- much freedom when it comes no, to uh, I mean Keenan's got Keenan's pajamas still steal the show when it comes to outfits oh my gosh they are sequ- blue sequence pajamas <laughs> just when he thought his, his like pajamas could get louder I would have loved to see like the, the uh, what do they call it uh, outfit makeup or whatever yeah, the the dre- dressing. Dressing, the yeah, yeah. To to find like some of these items, because <laughs> somebody either made that or that was something that they like found and purchased for Keenan. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I can't imagine that someone spent time putting all those sequences on. Oh there. my gosh, it's it, it's amazing, honestly. Ironically, in the year two thousand, this was not an uncommon outfit. <laughs> They'd have to commission this. Right. Yeah. So uh, Keenan actually puts his his jumpsuit on over top of his pajamas. Which makes me think that there's some kind of like dune action happening, you know, this Ooh. like moisture wicking uh, well, we <laughs> hydration. We don't see him outside. Maybe there's like, you know, like storms of, of sorts. Like. Yeah, like interstellar. That's, I think that's kind of uh-huh. what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, I look how he goes to his closet and he says, I don't know what to wear. <laughs> Kel goes, same outfit. How about this one? Um, and then they have to go to school because they have a big alien biology test. I love this concept, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I love like, okay. We meet aliens, and then they have their own whole biology curriculum, and then we teach it in schools. <laughs> I also, but I hate the idea that there's still school in a thousand years. <laughs> Just that's well, terrible. Like, the yeah, kids have to go to. Kids have to wake up and go to. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyways, uh, so uh, Keenan's excited because if, uh, if he does well in his test, his dad's gonna buy him laser ball tickets. Yeah, big laser ball game. <laughs> Cal's uh, favorite basketball player is Michael Jordan, the 22nd. Which is perfect. I, I haven't worked out that math. I I think that might be, like, too few or too many. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually just trusted that they worked out the math, Adam. Okay. 
So um, I, I do want to describe Keenan's room a little bit. His like space boots type thing are just on this. They're being held up by this little astronaut figurine. Um, he's got these yellow cubes where his like toys are in kind of. Uh, and then he has what seems like a butterfly net, an orange butterfly net, just like hanging next to his door. And his door looks like a refrigerator door. Yeah, I'm not sure what that the net's for. <laughs> I have no idea. I think it's funny that there's there's some, there's technology in this uh, that they don't they're not familiar with that that we know of and that we've known for many years, but they still got like nets and stuff like that. Yeah, oh definitely, it's like hanging in your room, so it must be important. But yeah, all of his like trading cards are really in a neat line, and it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Okay, Adam, so let's talk about school. Uh, so they go, all right, let's go to school, and then they walk over to the beanbags, sit down, and then they zoom call their 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 teacher. I mean. <laughs> And their teacher goes, "Oh, well, nice of you to show up." I, I, I kind of lost it here. Like, they nailed this. This is exactly yes. what happened in the past couple this of years. This is currently what school looks like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just sit down, and then they're in the classroom. Uh, they have an alien uh, female professor, her, whose name is Mrs. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an ongoing joke throughout the episode. Uh, and then uh, we kind of we. Pa- push past their current pandemic teaching styles and they're like all right lower the testing cones and so these these funny looking like funnels basically fall down from the ceiling uh right onto kel's head and then keenan kind of has to move his head a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and uh kel takes his hat off before by the way there's these red flashing lights go up the the testing cone tube Mm -hmm. and then they basically are uh the cones tap into their brain and and they that's how they take their test yeah the cones raise and then she says class dismissed and they're like man i thought the class would never end yeah yeah their <laughs> eyes are going back and forth during the test and and then yeah, so that's it i think that's to your credit they have in a sense abolished like the greater school system yeah so uh, this isn't the worst version no but it, it, again they're waking up really early in the morning for this yeah, and I don't know who else is in the class. I think it's cool that they just attach this thing to your brain. I mean, how to how to eliminate cheating, but also what a total invasion of privacy. It eliminates <laughs> cheating. There's no like time crunch. Like you know, I know some people it, like you know struggle with that part of the test. I, I did in college for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it was like yeah, no. It's just everyone has the same amount of time. It tests to see if the knowledge is in your brain. So whether you studied or not is what how it judges i don't know how that tests problem solving capabilities but we'll go with it we'll go with it i I like the idea it's funny it's funny and it makes sense uh so now let's check out some more of the uh the rockmore's house yeah um we go down and uh next on the ancient history channel is on the tv (laughs) and the tv looks like this little white uh, not this white orb that has like a webcam (laughs) on the side and the screen is still like a normal TV screen. <laughs> yeah, There's only right. so much you can fake in these. Cheryl is watching TV, and she has this crazy blue hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, it looks like... Uh, she looks like a Marge Simpson with like Bart Simpson's haircut. She looks like the, the <laughs> troll doll. Or like the troll yes. dolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and uh, the whole rest of the place is all decked out and looking really cool. Yeah, this, this couch is awesome. I think it's more so from from the eighties than uh than from the future, but you know, there's all these like weird shaped lamps and orbs and it, it looks very Jetsons, I, I think to put it in a way. Yeah, that's that's fair. 
Very Jetsons. Yeah, two million channels, and there's still nothing good on. How relatable. <laughs> um, she's definitely not watching reruns of Keenan and Kel. <laughs> and then Roger kind of just breaks the mood. He walks in wearing uh, a 1990s suit and tie. <laughs> Which I-, I thought at one point, it's like, they do a couple of references to like, you know, like way back when, and it's <laughs> it's like, I can't fathom what things are like what we're like in the year like 1022. No. <laughs> like like they're so beyond my comprehension. So the fact that he's she's like making fun of him for wearing like an old outfit. It's like what are you talking about? It's like showing up like us wearing like peasant clothes. <laughs> I know, right? Like proto peasant clothes, like what what the Romans wore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like wearing like freaking sandals and and uh <laughs> stockings oh wait like like we, like we didn't have pants back then so no. in a thousand years they might not have pants anymore so it's uh but uh, the joke is that he's very much like still a stuck in old technology yeah and outdated things and adam as funny as this is this episode did send me into a mild existential crisis <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> what is the world gonna be like a thousand years from now but uh, I, I was quickly overcome with laughter when I saw <laughs> how Roger reacts to Cheryl's blue hair. Uh, I was rewatching the uh, the Hitchcock movie Rope recently. I think that was made around the sixties or so. You see, uh, like people like back then, they were dressed nice and they were like they had these big like the suits had giant shoulder pads to them. Uh... But they were still suits. So you think about it, like okay, across fifty years, suits haven't changed in a major way. <laughs> and I think the shirt and tie. I could see that carrying on for another hundred years, maybe not a thousand years, but I kind of get what they're. I could see the potential. I think the I think the turtleneck is definitely more futurist. You know what I <laughs> oh, mean? Yeah, you like, think we'll all be wearing turtlenecks? Yeah, soon? like Steve Jobs, right? It's like ah, oh, mm-hmm. turtleneck, the sweater has completely left the tie buttons. That's so much work. Apparently, Cheryl yesterday had uh, green sparkly hair, <laughs> and then uh, she's trying to keep up with the styles. So, like, a housewife in the 3000s is what Cheryl's character is. Yeah. And, and I, I get that. That makes perfect sense to me. The style changes, like, day to day. They're, like, bright colors, right? I mean, how creative can you get with brown and black hair? Like We're you... seeing trends like, like that nowadays when yeah. it comes to, like, a, a, I'd say a, a TikTok, for example, was really shows kind of how quick something can move through pop culture. <laughs> like and there, it's there in a minute, then it's gone the next. So I, I could see that trend, yeah, you know, something like that carrying out in the future. Right. I feel like Roger. I, I got rid of TikTok <laughs> for the past month, and I, I feel like I'm kind of not a part of society anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds healthy. And it's very good for honestly. me. Yeah, it's very. But now, but Instagram Reels uh, kind of sucked me in, and those are horrible. <laughs> those are like one and a half out of ten. Of like how you should be, how could you spend your time? TikTok's like a like a four. Keenan and Kel come down the stairs and they're talking about these teams in the future that are going at it. The opposing team that's facing against the Chicago Bulls, I assume. Yep. Is the the Tentapods. The Tentapods. The Tentapods. Right. Very exciting. Uh, they got great defense, says Kel. And Roger says you're not allowed to go see Laser Ball until I see your grades. Good classic values there. Absolutely. Uh, they have great defense because they have six arms each. Keenan has to take out the trash. Right. And Cal is very much like, oh, I, I want to use the trashinator. Yep. And so he pulls the trashinator off the wall, which is right by the front door. It looks like a giant bop at extreme. It's wonderful. <laughs> it is It is a tremendous 
uh, tremendous invention of this show. And uh, and Adam, what does the Trashinator do? Uh, you point it at trash, and uh, it, it shoots a laser at it, and it gets rid of the trash. You know, Adam, what, does this remind you of anything that you've seen in uh, science fiction recently? Oh, uh, well, what, what comes to your mind? Well, I'm thinking, this is like, okay, you think about Ant-Man and Pym Particles and how they can shrink things down. Mm, you think it's just making the trash very, very tiny. I don't think that's what it is, but I'm saying if we could invent a shrink ray, how oh, yeah, great then. would that be for getting rid of trash? Oh, uh, that'd be perfect for this occasion. Yeah. Uh, because... I was wondering, like, are they, like, vaporizing it? Is it, like, going into the air? No, Is it being teleported? I think it's more so going into the quantum realm, but I don't think they <laughs> explained that very clearly. <laughs> no. Uh, what, what we do understand is that uh, this is a very old version of the Trashinator. Yes. And that Roger hasn't bought a new one yet. And I, 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 I think they did future Roger's, like, characterization greats. He's just stuck in old technology and he's kind of like curmudgeon about it and he doesn't want to upgrade. Yeah. He's like, it works fine. Which is something I think a lot of kids can relate to with their parents talking about. Yeah. It's like, look at the, like, look, we can get a new vacuum. This cool, this cool one doesn't even have a cord. It's like, the other one works fine. And it's the one from the <laughs> 80s with like the, the giant bag and it just smells, smells like mold. <laughs> like, they yeah. don't make them like they used to. Uh, Kel gets a little over-enthusiastic and shoots uh, the lamp <laughs> as well in there. Yeah, which causes the lights to dim. And then they're all just kind of <laughs> like, oh, Kel. In the dark. I uh, gotta say, loving the transitions this episode, too. Yeah, super flashy and neon. Everyone that's had a movie editing program has this phase where they go through like, ooh, let me try this one. Like, oh, this, <laughs> and there's all these. This one would be perfect for a future episode. <laughs> Kel runs into Rigby's. Rigby's, futuristic Rigby's. It's totally different. Same layout, but totally different. Seems like there's less items and things are more cleanly placed on these shelves. They they had a very kind of um minimalist like view of the future. It wasn't like overcrowded or anything like that. Right. All the Rigby's items, all the foods and different objects are capsules. Yep. Just add water. <laughs> yep, just same size capsules for everything. Yep. And uh, like so, so some of the foods, like when the woman goes to check out uh, later, it's a bunch of little capsules. But there's cream spinach, a pound of bananas, detergents, chicken cordon bleu. Yep. And, and yeah, a blueberry pie, and they all look the exact same. That's that's the joke. They're like little Christmas ornaments that are different shades of neon. But so so Cal Keenan is still wearing the Rigby's apron over his futuristic jumpsuit, and the floor of Rigby's is still the the blue and white checkered floor. <laughs> Which is yes, just it is. painful. Like, there's no way that floor <laughs> lasted a thousand years. <laughs> Cal's got some new music for them to listen to. They go to this giant, like, enormous half half the wall was this stereo system. Yep, uh, it's the new flock of monkeys, uh, ultra uh, mini mini compact disc, and it is, uh, it's so wrong it's right like the cd is like the size of uh of like a quarter it's funny because like they couldn't imagine music being stored in a different shape they couldn't even they couldn't imagine streaming they couldn't imagine mm -hmm. how far the internet could go they couldn't imagine bluetooth wi-fi you know what i mean like but they yeah, could imagine no, it, this giant futuristic looking speaker 
with these like sparkly bubbles, <laughs> like making it look super high tech. And uh, I have to say, this part I think they got right. Oh yeah, <laughs> is like they start dancing to this future music, and to us it just sounds like a bunch of like beeps and bops. Yeah, <laughs> that's how uh, K-pop uh, sounds to me. <laughs> the the uh, caption says strange arrhythmic music plays. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> there's no rhythm to it anymore. All the rhythms have been played. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. kind of have to go. Yeah. And Keenan looks confused. Kel looks, like, intense. Before we put the mini, mini compact disc in the stereo, um, a, a little thing reaches out to, like, hold the disc. Oh, yeah, a little tiny arm. Yeah, and so it's a little arm, except it has a bendy straw on it. Like, <laughs> you, no, not a bendy straw, but, like, that. the swirly straw. That's, like, yeah. how they made it. <laughs> it's, like, a blue, like, swirly straw. A, a plus plus to the, the props team for this episode. Oh, it, it's fantastic. I mean, besides the TV movie, this has to be the highest, like, budget episode. They, like, read it every, every set's a new set. I would think so, yeah. And they got matching costumes for everybody. Sure. I do like Kel's futuristic dance, by the way. Uh, and and their, uh, their teacher has, like, this alien, like, prosthetics on. Yeah, they're really good. It reminds me of the uh, the, the time Drake and Josh dressed up like aliens. <laughs> it, like, it, it, looks, it looks very much like that. A lady's going to check out. She has all these capsules. And Keenan goes and he like enters the metaverse. He puts on like goggles and has like a power glove and is like using the virtual cash register. Yeah. To, to check her out. It's a hockey glove, Adam. And uh it's oh. it's, it's matrix glasses with like a little and <laughs> like a phone antenna on them. Yeah, he's, he looks like he's like punching stuff into like a calculator. Yeah, it's kind of a ridiculous method, but it's it's so funny because like Amazon stores now, right? You can just walk in and walk out, and they know what you took. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like I, the idea I guess of a it's... cashier in a thousand years. It's like no. It's very funny. Yeah. But he needs a, a price check on the blueberry pie. So uh, who comes out to give him that? Robot Chris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once again, another like one of like I, I want to say like the fourth or like different iteration of Chris. Like, like throughout this season. He's definitely the most dynamic character. He almost looks like a pewter Chris. <laughs> He's a pewter. <laughs> yeah, for now I'm going to call him pewter Chris. His hair is like, uh, uh, looks like, like the Santa Claus. You, you know, like in the Santa Claus. When yes, the Santa Claus Santa too, Claus like too. The- when, like the fake, uh, fake Santa hair and like the statue hair. It's like plastic over him. He's wearing like a, a with like Tin Man, like kind of gray paint on his face and he looks he looks like a like a robot man yeah this costume's almost as good as rick's pirate costume chris's <laughs> brother rick yeah he's got like a box chest and a bunch of like gizmos and gadgets on it looks like it's like a darth vader box like on front like where that belongs he he definitely could be the villain if he wasn't so aloof <laughs> yes uh so he and, and wait what uh, his one hand is like a uh, stump almost. It's it looks like a two by four painted gray. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's like doing like giving him information and stuff like that. It's basically an iPhone. He's got built into his hand. But it, it's a two by four. It's like this piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, meanwhile, while the price check's happening, Kel goes over to the wall of orange soda capsules and he goes, "Who loves orange soda capsules?" Kel loves orange soda capsules. Is it true? Mm-hmm. Even in the year 3000, I do, I do, I do, ooh. 
Something <laughs> that, right? Yeah, yeah, that was it. The special today uh, for the uh, blueberry pie is that it's $3 million. <laughs> this is something they nailed. Absolutely nailed. Yeah, I, I love this uh, inflation joke. <laughs> it's <laughs> so good. Because... I mean, we've talked about this throughout the course of the show. It's like how much more all these things would cost nowadays. Right. So, yeah. In a thousand years, yeah, it costs $3 million for one thing. Right. And uh, and what does her total come out to be? $43 million <laughs> and 16 cents. <laughs> so, b- b- basically, uh, well, I-, I love that it's still and 16 cents. Right. <laughs> but yeah, basically multiply everything by um, a-, a million to get your dollars in this episode. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit more. I mean, all that food. And then Chris has this little catchphrase. Uh, Thank you for shopping at Rigby's, where the produce is fresher than a quasar in the Crab Nebula. We've gotten totally intergalactic. We have. Speaking of, uh, their teacher, Mrs. Enters. I don't know, I actually believe it. I think it's different every time they say it. Yeah. There's no continuity there. What I do love is they open the doors of Rigby's and they show... Mrs. walking through as the customer walks out. The customer, by the way, had these like uh, same outfit, but like her hair was in these all, all like these tight buns all around her head. So that was that was pretty pretty good hairstyle. But so as we see uh, their teacher walking through, we kind of can see outside of Rigby's. They didn't have to do this. This is really them swinging the lamp. They could just make it like black back there, <laughs> like dark. It's nighttime or whatever. But yeah, you can see like some of the future town. Yeah, there's the future town. There's like these really. Uh, these shrubs with like Christmas lights on them but it's supposed to look futuristic and then there's this couple talking and a lot of people have these like bubble packs that they're like swinging around their shoulder like they're they're little yeah I think they're like backpacks and purses and stuff like right, that. Right, right. But they're like see-through and neon at the same time. She is telling them about their grades because they asked. Mm-hmm. And Keenan got an A+. Cal's excited for him. But then he explains to him in the audience, he's like, no, in the year 3000, an A-plus is the worst grade that you can get. <laughs> Inflation, different system. Yeah, but I actually think that's that's pretty accurate. You think like a kind of like a, uh, like a participation exactly, trophy style exactly. way. Exactly, exactly. Like, we don't want to make anybody <laughs> feel bad, so we're just going to give them an A-plus. It looks so much better than an F or a D. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so versus Kel, who actually did really well and got an A plus, plus quadruple plus. Right. I would just, I was like, wait a second. How does the work in between the pluses work? Like, what if you get like an A <laughs> half plus? Like, wouldn't that be an A plus minus? Or <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it, but it's the future. So I'm happy there's things in the future that I don't understand. Yeah, but then again, like, we still understand. Like, there's grades and like a cashier yeah. and an apron. <laughs> That says Rigby's on it. Yeah. And, and uh, Kel, Kel replies to that great grade. He says, well, well, Mama always said, I think like an alien. She says, uh, your parents will be very pleased when they receive report cards. Uh, the report card module this afternoon, which I can't wait to talk about this report card module, people. Oh, yeah. So, so we're going back over to back to the Rockmores to do, learn about that. And so we find out that, you know, Keenan's probably not going to be able to go to the laser ball game because of mm-hmm. his bad grade. And then and Kel's trying to reassure him. Well, like, okay, maybe he'll get you monster monster space rally tickets instead. Or tickets to cats. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's a great joke is that cats is still airing in a thousand that, years. That is a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz odds are it probably will, right? I mean, we still play Shakespeare, have Shakespeare plays. I, I hope that they're what they're showing is cats the the, the 2020 uh, 20 movie. I, I really hope so. <laughs> I hope that that has a larger like 
cultural relevancy in, in the year 3000 than the actual play. Probably. Probably. Uh, so they go to the Rockmores. Uh, that, like I said, every line in this episode is awesome. Because uh, Keenan's talking, is like, man, I can't wait to watch the Chicago Phasers kick some Tentapod's butts. Yeah. And Kel says, Tentapod's don't have butts. That's why you failed alien biology. <laughs> That's just this is a really well written exchange. It could have been any type of like alien history or right, right. like that, but they said biology, so they can make that joke. They're keeping the, they're keeping the continuity in. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I do. I love the idea of there being aliens that are just chilling with these these dumb humans. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, explain to us the uh, the mail system. Okay, so there's. Uh, Do you ever go to the bank and and you went to the, the drive through? Yes, we've we've gone there together. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just talking to the, the audience. Oh, it's the audience. It's the phantoms. And they have the little shoot. Mm-hmm. Yep, same thing. Except uh, that's where the mail comes from. So Ke- Keenan's waiting under this thing because God forbid his dad, who's not even home, <laughs> gets the mail first. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kel pulls out the old trashinator and uh, trashinates Keenan's mom's favorite vase. So the mail comes. Uh, it, it's dropped down. And it looks like a little tiny mini floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First off. As they know in the future, a save button. Right. <laughs> why? Why? Wait, was email not a thing in, in 2000? Oh, it was a thing in, in that year. <laughs> so I, I, I can't believe they didn't realize that mail was going to be physical. I think they did it for story reasons because right here, as you're about to see... Uh, Roger enters and sweet and like, oh, the mail's here and takes it from Keenan. Right. These are your grades. I'm gonna go download them. Ah, report card module. Right. And Keenan's plan was to go, of course, go into the computer and change the grade. Uh, but that is not gonna happen. He's gonna look at the report card and then uh, Cal really quickly says, "Oh, don't worry. I'll just trashinate the disc." Which, e- even if he succeeded in that endeavor, they would have still gotten into all kinds of trouble. Uh, so he points the trashinator at. At Roger, which I'm certain if there's a trashinator, like, directions, you shouldn't do this. <laughs> but enough people do it that there's a function built in. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yep, but basically, they trash, or Cal trashinates Roger, and Roger disappears. <laughs> which is amazing. Very, very amazing. <laughs> because, because Cal causes him so much pain and trouble in the, in the modern day. In the future, it's still happening, but on, like, a greater scale. <laughs> to the fact that he... As we were about to learn, he's like, why are you looking at me like that? Uh, has turned Roger invisible. Oh yeah, Roger's still there. He's just invisible. And so for the rest of this episode, Keenan's dad is a voice. <laughs> but he's still a physical body who can grab Cal and, and shake him. Yes, which is what he he's, uh, does in, in a few moments here. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is great. So first off, this is quite the technology, okay? You can vaporize... Sure. Anything you want, not just trash. Anything you want, like that. Think about murder. <laughs> like, no evidence. Yeah. Like the, and, and the murderer t- and the murderer uh, trashinates themselves and turns them invisible, so they can't be spotted. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, yeah, this is a very dangerous technology. Terribly dangerous. It's an invisible machine. Yeah. Like you can definitely have a small one of these that you can just the the cops buy like you know armor and the villains buy armor piercing rounds. I, I feel like uh, like law, it, whatever form that they have, certainly has like infrared and can detect when there's a trash air did stuff. And I'm definitely getting bi- getting very very much like uh, 
a lot of state control in this episode oh, with yeah, all the it's uniforms. Kinda, it's kind of scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all the all the chrome doors, the metal doors. But hey, they still got sports. They they do. They still have entertainment. Thank God. It's not all bad. Yeah, it's not like they're just trying to, uh, you know, keep people occupied with all their forms of entertainment, so they, so they don't <laughs> start an uprising. Yeah, they got great stuff like <laughs> like music, and uh, and sports, and a really short school day. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> no one questions why they're not learning human biology in this class. Mm-hmm. Like no, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> why can't have that? Why aliens are dominating them in every category, including. Uh, t- teaching and right. took all their jobs. Education, uh, sports—they're better at them at too, as we learn later. Yep, a human can't compete with a tetrapod. Um, anyways, Keenan is like freaking out. Cal uh, is, of course, being strangled by Roger, and everybody's <laughs> kind of freaking out. And then Keenan's like, "Okay, let's look for an emergency number on the on the trashinator." Um, and then he goes over, and he goes to this this phone system, that's built into the wall it's like a video conferencing system exactly and he calls a uh, trashinator and son <laughs> um I, I just i love that uh, the graphic that's used for this guy to show up it like it like zooms in from the corner kind of like sweeps down and then his picture shows up <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a transition like they have on the show yeah yeah exactly and uh, there's this there's bald dude with a goatee it's like hello how can i help you and he explains the situation. He's like, don't worry. It just turns people invisible. All you need to do is use the reverse valve. And, and then Cal very excitedly goes over and pulls it off them. <laughs> the trashinator. Yep. Uh, he broke it. He broke the only thing that could turn Roger back. Well, he's like, uh, "Can you? do you have like a new one? He's like, we do. But not for models that old. It looks like it's from the 25th century. Ha ha ha. Good luck. And then he leaves. <laughs> yeah. First off, the fact that they have a real person on the other line of customer support. Big props, year 3000. Oh, yeah. Uh, we could use that. He might be a real person. We know his last name is Trashinator. So uh, okay, okay. <laughs> he could be some kind of android. Yeah, yeah, some avatar. <laughs> I mean, we, we you know what AI looks like nowadays. <laughs> I imagine a thousand years, AI could probably look as nice as a person. Uh, we're getting into simulation theory, Adam. Did you buy your metaverse home yet, Adam? Uh, I have not, and I don't plan on me, it. Me neither. <laughs> I guess call us old school. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if we end up rewatching all of Keenan and Kel, I'm going to have I'll I'll have to do something like that to make it interesting. It's like I'm watching it from um, my my meta metaverse, my, my my meta room. Can we have a, a metaverse? Oh, we should make a metaverse Keenan and Kel house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like actually, this is not a this is not a bad idea. You're kind of selling me on this. <laughs> a little like uh like a Nickelodeon neighborhood. It's like Drake and Josh's house is over here. Keenan and Kel are over there. <laughs> Yeah, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> Nickelodeon metaverse. We cut to later on at dinner. Which is a, a nice scene. Everybody's just kind of fine that Roger's invisible. They're going to figure it out. Um, well, well, they are kind of still figuring it out. It's Keenan sitting across from Kel. Invisible Roger at the head of the table. And Cheryl comes through. There's a very good, uh, very quick world building here where Kel's like, Boy, these lamb chops are good. How do you cook them, Mrs. Rockmore? And she's like, Well, the same way we cook all food. We put, I add water to the capsule, and then it's lamb chops. Yep, like an MRE. They're surprised that Roger's there. He's like, you haven't touched your dinner yet. Yeah, and he goes, he says he's not hungry, and Cheryl's like, it's so hard to see you. Kel goes, yeah, you are looking a little thin. <laughs> Roger throws a roll at him, and he says, did you see that? That dinner roll just jumped off the table, hit me in the head. 
And Keenan goes, Cal, that was my dad. Your dad's a roll? So it's a lot of that stuff. Magic roll. Uh, Cal's feeling very bad about what he did. And uh, so when the soup comes out, he's like, don't worry, Mr. Rockmore, I'll get that for you. Yep, and so Cal with the hot bowl of soup is not a good idea. Of course, it falls. <laughs> Last episode, we saw this, but the hot cookie tray, remember? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so he just, he tries to handle the, the hot bowl of soup and starts shouting that's hot. And uh, you guessed it, drops it directly onto Roger's lap. And when he drops it, he kind of like looks away. It's kind of funny. He, he's just like so nonchalant <laughs> about it. And then he just drops it. Roger, invisible Roger, freaks out and kind of like pins Cal's left hand behind his back. Uh, and like a shoulder lock, and then he throws him on the couch. A great. Yeah, he starts beating him up with like wrestling moves. So great slapstick by Cal here. Just like oh he, yeah, he's great. he's knocking it out of the park. You know, being wrestled by an invisible man. I will say, uh, Cal and Keenan both in like great form this episode. Oh yeah, Keenan's reaction to like his dad getting trashinated was very good. <laughs> yeah, we always talk at the end of the episode about whose fault this episode was. Uh, Cheryl thinks that this is partially Roger to blame. Yeah, yeah. If you wouldn't, have, uh, if you would have bought a new trashinator like I suggested, you wouldn't be in this mess. And I, I love how Cheryl is so uh, consumer. She's such a consumer, right? Yes, exactly. She's got the hair. She needs a new trashinator. She's like all on the new trends. Meanwhile, Roger is all about this antiquated stuff, and she points out like 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 that thing you have on the wall, and he's like, "That's a baseball bat." Yeah, <laughs> it's an antique. And uh, Keenan and Kel have no idea what it is about. Kel's like pull it, pulling it down and like, you know, holding it weird. and Yeah, it's like like that stick. It's so funny. Um, and so, yeah, Kel's like twirling it around, swinging it. He's like, how do you even use this thing? Uh, Kel, put that down. And then he swings it <laughs> and it uh, it hits Roger. Yep, like, like two or three times it like whacks Roger with it. <laughs> but then uh, Keenan says, oh, that's it, antique. <laughs> oh, oh yes I have found the secrets to this futuristic episode in antiquity because <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of yeah and Kel's like yeah yeah you know antique means old. it's a noun that means old stuff I know what antique means uh, then Keenan has the idea what if we go to the antique store look for an old trashinator reverse valve and then we can bring uh, Keenan's dad back they leave in, uh, to go there Yep, uh, but before they leave, Kel throws the bat, which is now a little bit bent. The, the prop bat is a little <laughs> bit bent, uh, just in case Kel, you know, actually hurt somebody. So uh, he throws the bat, and it hits Roger one last time. We hear him scream, oh! Because he's invisible, we don't see it, but I'm going to add that to the tally of things that hit Roger in the head. Yep, that, that adds. All right, so uh, l- let's go to the antique store. Another set. They didn't need an extra set, but they have one. It's right here. Uh, Adam, what kind of things are in this antique store? As Keenan says... I knew this stuff would be old. I didn't think it would date all the way back to uh, 1990s. Yeah, to the 1990s. Yeah. Um, so they have an iron, an ironing board, <laughs> a scale, like a balance, you know, the thing that like justice and peace or whatever. Um, a phone. They have like an old little radio. Um, they got all ki- a dustpan. <laughs> Umbrella. <laughs> And I think it's a really fun part of the episode. Well, I think an antique store like should have things from a couple different eras. It's, it's very weird that it's all exactly a thousand years ago. Hey, hey, come on, Adam. <laughs> okay, uh, a lot of those things might be like nine hundred years ago. No, but I least. mean it's antique, right? It's like uh, look, look at that old frog cookie jar. 
<laughs> like they clearly just got stuff from backstage and brought it up. Yeah, no, I I I, I get it. And a plunger, like, don't you think they'd still have plungers? Yes, I I would. But the the cool thing about it is that uh, Keenan's explanations for what they were. So uh, like, uh, Cal shows him like a wall clock, which I think kids nowadays might have the same reaction that that Keenan does because you know everything's like digital nowadays and it's hard to see. That's a myth. Kids know how to read clocks. I don't know, Aaron. I don't. I struggle to read a clock. <laughs> I struggle to read it. Adam, I work. I work with kids on a daily basis. I'm like, hey, do you guys know how to read this? They're like, yeah, that's a clock. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and they're like 14. So I don't know. I feel like somebody taught them. They're, somebody, one of their teachers. Like, think think about teachers, right? Until kids become teachers, that they're gonna have wall clocks. First off, that's, that's you take the point. wall clock off the wall in these old buildings, these old school buildings, and there's a giant hole there. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a paint, like they painted around the clock. It looks terrible. <laughs> it's better to just leave it up there. I agree, but uh, Keenan's explanation for this clock is that it's like uh, it helps uh, it helps kids count uh, one to twelve. It's a device. Yeah, I like that a lot. What, what's the other thing that uh, Kel has asked him about? Uh, there's a skateboard, and they're like, oh, it looks like a back massager, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense, and then. Kel turns around, Keenan like rolls the wheels on his back. It actually, it looks like it's working, doing a good job. It's pretty nice. It's not a bad idea. Uh, they think his cell phone's like some kind of musical instrument. Yeah, cell phone magically has battery. And the and then an old man that runs the shop kind of comes up and explains them very nicely. It's like you know that used to be a phone, and then they just start laughing. I think the old man should have had a different hairstyle, but he should be a little more futury. A little bit more like the the collector in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Some parts of this make me feel like you know it's like this could be like a hundred years in the future, <laughs> and he's a good example of that because he's like an old man and he explains all this stuff around him, even though he was born in the year two thousand nine hundred and fifty. Yeah, right, or whatever. right, right, right. Um, I, I really they somebody must have spent way too long making a robot dog out of an RC car. But that's exactly what happens next, and it comes and it starts biting Kel. Uh, for no reason. It just kind of it doesn't make that's any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Why would a store a storekeeper have a robot dog that bites people? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of one of their props. Kel Keen asks for a reverse valve for an old trashinator, and he has one. It's gonna cost a hundred million dollars. Uh just a, just a measly hundred million. Keenan says, a hundred million dollars? Okay. Then he pulls, he takes out his backpack that he has, and starts just taking out stacks and stacks of cash. <laughs> this is definitely the most outdated part of the episode. Well, it's a real it, the take on it's um like from like the Great Depression era, when like inflation got so bad, like a you know a, a loaf of bread cost like you know a blot of like a jokingly a wheelbarrow full of cash. Right. Right. So it's like inflation's so bad in the future that, you know, uh, something cost, still caused stacks and stacks of money. So it, they did it for the, the visual gag. I think it's very funny. Yeah, it, it is pretty funny. Yeah. I also, I think it's a, a good future guess that they, that we haven't, we, we haven't gotten rid of paper money. We haven't gotten rid of paper <laughs> money and we haven't figured out how to not have inflation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Those are two things that I, I could believe in the future. Yes, definitely. Um, uh, meanwhile, Kel takes the valve while Keenan's pulling out the trash, or <laughs> the trash, the money, and and then he Kel puts it in a microwave. Ooh, an electric merry-go-rounds. Yep. And he uh, melts the reverse valve. The only valve. Uh, and there's, like, smoke coming up behind Kel. It looks real. Yeah, it looks very real. Like, you, you weren't supposed to put that on my... Like, like, I feel like Kel got, like, a little... 
you know, he got a hit of something they shouldn't. Yeah, a little, uh, a little plastic residue. The the old guy when he's uh like asking about the reverse valve, he's like, "What do you do? Try to try to trashinate your your port card and accidentally turn your dad invisible." <laughs> Keen Keen is just kind of like, "Don't worry about it." When this is revealed, uh, he says, "My reverse valve, my microwave, my bad." And then they run away. Keenan, a hundred million dollars gone. Uh, so they are back at Rigby's, and Keenan's giving Kel the silent treatment. Yep, he's upset with him. Silent treatment hasn't gone away. Uh, and Keenan's actually flipping through a magazine, a paper magazine. Um, Which, th- that baffles me. So did Cheryl. Uh, yeah, that, that that didn't last very long. Paper magazines are on the way out today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I there's only, like, five of them left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I found, Adam, I found uh, in my classroom... I found National Geographic every single year um, oh, yeah. of their magazine on CDs. <laughs> like, I found, like, a collector's <laughs> item of, like, like it was it was old. It was CDs. <laughs> you, oh, you, computers don't even have CD drives. Yeah, you're right. So that's what, <laughs> that's what's kind of trouble. Uh, like, you know. Uh, and, and then, yeah, it, Kel's like kind of like recounting. He's like, "Are you mad? Are you still mad at me for turning your dad invisible, and melting the the only part that would have turned him back?" <laughs> yep, yep, that's the episode so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chris is uh, Chris is charging at the recharge area. Right. He's like, "Ah, that that's refreshing." <laughs> and and he's hearing like you know about these troubles that he has, and he's like, "Oh, that's too bad. I have troubles with my, with my reverse valves all the time." Yeah, <laughs> turns around, and there's, like, clearly a giant green reverse valve sticking out of him. Yes, I know what a pain they can be. If I didn't need it to function properly, I'd give it to you. And uh, and then he's basically saying that he has to go uh, take Mother to the spa because she's getting the full treatment. Massage, facial, oil change. Which <laughs> the audience loved that joke. Yes, the, I'm glad we had a Chris Mother joke in this, in this episode. I... I am happy that it's there, but I kind of wish it was, he would have said motherboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. That, that would have yeah. been good. Uh, but yes, Keenan is scheming with Kel. He's like, he's not going to let you borrow his, his reverse valve. Um, and so th- uh, they make up this very quick plan where Kel is going to go distract Chris as Keenan takes his reverse valve off. So Kel runs out in front of me and says, wait. I have to tie my shoe. It's like, Kel, shoes t- have tied themselves automatically for the past hundred years. And, and then Kel, Keen is like, he's trying to like kind of harass him and take the valve, and he's just like... We find out what happens to Chris if his reverse valve gets taken out. Without it, he can't change directions. And Keenan and Kel look at each other, and they're like, that's not really that big of a deal, Chris. <laughs> and they, they think to themselves, and then they just take it off. Yeah, they go to take it from him, and he tries to run away, but he runs very, 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 very slowly. Yeah, it's very choppy. <laughs> Slow yeah. and choppy. And, the, yeah, that's the, they rip it off of him, and, like, he's like, I, I, I'm sorry, mother. <laughs> yep. As he, like, powers down. Yep. Chris is also wearing these platform shoes, which are just wonderful. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have another sci-fi transition uh, back to the living room. Yeah, it's, like, the negative, negative colors. Everything's outlined. 
Yeah. And the, the TV the TV's reporting that the Tentapods won the game against the Chicago Phasers. Yeah, that little subplot that was going on this whole time. And she's like, oh, who left the TV on? TV off. I was watching that. Yeah, right. Invisible Roger is watching the TV. Cheryl drops her plates and screams, oh. I believe this dynamic a lot. Like, like if our dad was magically turned invisible, our mom would be freaking out a lot and getting <laughs> scared by him. He would just be watching TV. Yeah, so I, I'm surprised he's not, like, wearing, a like, a... A sheet or something. Right. No, he's not even holding anything. He's just kind of sitting <laughs> in the same clothes. Like, like I don't understand how how the invisible logic works in Keenan and Cal, but I don't think we have to. So they got the reverse valve. And Keenan uh, runs in. He goes, Mama, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> he's like shouting. He's like, Keenan, I'm right here. I'm right here. He's like putting it back on the trashinator. And Cal's shouting like, let me zap him. That everyone gives him a look. Yeah. No. Um, so Cheryl Quick asks, how do you know this is the right reverse valve? Like, how do you know it's going to work? And ha- yeah, how, how do you know all reverse valves are the same? And he's like, I don't, it, I'm sure that works just fine. Here we go. And he blasts his dad. Bzz. And uh, Roger turns into a goat. <laughs> There's now a goat on the couch who has uh, a tie and uh He's just like, Keenan. So there's a, now a talking goat in the Futurama household. Yep. As absurd as it can get. But that's the end. It just occurred to me that, uh, are you familiar with the plot of Futurama? Uh, not really. Uh, the main character is a delivery guy, a pizza delivery guy uh, in the year like 1999. He gets frozen and he's thought out a thousand years in the future. Oh. So, funny enough, it's the same... It's, they're both called Futurama. It's the same joke. The year 3000 is what we're looking at. Right. Uh, so, do you have the end scene? Nope. I, I hope you have the end scene in the next... In the upcoming episodes, because there's some really, really important end scenes. I hope so as well. Paramount, don't let me down. They learned that in the future, uh, Roger does not get turned back, but he got a good job at the petting zoo. <laughs> which is very cruel. Very, very cruel. A robot dog uh, rolls up, and then... He, Keenan, like, gets mad at Kelly. He's like, Kelly, you're not supposed to bring back things from the future. Oh, yeah, it'll mess up the past. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, no, I brought him. I thought I could teach him a few t- tricks. Like, uh, play, f- go fetch. Then he leaves, and he comes back with, like, something, I think, stolen from the audience or something. Like, it looks like a like brawler, almost. <laughs> but he just comes back, and he's like, oh, I don't think it's supposed to steal that. Anyway, Kel, go grab an Oinston, a bicycle pump, a white picket fence, a magic flute, one of those little bitty blue stick... <laughs> things, a pound of butter, a patty melt, a lawnmower, Brian Gumble, and a bunch of sword cookies and other things we can snack on, and meet me at the circus. Come on, Spicy! Oh my god. <laughs> this giant list. And after he says that, come on, Spicy, he claps his hands together and he says, I'm the man! <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly celebrating that he just did this giant list of things. <laughs> There's probably this huge joke about it. Yeah, the audience is losing it. They're laughing so hard, and Kel's just, like, looking at him, like, mouth open. And he's, like, just like, Keenan, how am I going to carry all that stuff? I'm the man! Keenan! <laughs> oh, here it goes. He picks up the dog, and he walks off. Do, 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 do. Do. Nice. Yep. So, good, very good end credit scene. I'm sorry Paramount didn't have it. That's okay. It happens. That's Futurama. Nice. What a timeless episode, as I said earlier. I love watching, like, you know, looking into the future stuff, because sometimes stuff they get right, some stuff they get wrong. Right. Right. They're not perfectly prescient, but they're, like, 50% prescient. Right. Which kind of makes you hopeful for, I don't know, the future. Because, like, there's a lot of cool stuff in, in a lot of science fiction movies, you know? 
a lot of scary stuff, but a lot of cool stuff too. Yeah, this is a this is a fun future to, to inhabit. I, I would almost watch a whole show like that was looked like this. You know, well, I guess. I guess I'm just talking about um, the Jetsons. A sitcom of sorts in the future. I like the idea because like a lot of times when we have these dystopian future movies and stuff, uh, it, it's always about like destroying whatever powers or fighting against the powers of, of like the people who put them in that situation. Well, there's probably just some you know normal people who are like just living life. <laughs> just yeah. doing their but, thing, you know. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like this is. And I, I like as you said, you can you can totally read this as a, they're in a dystopian, yeah, era. Yeah, but you don't have to. I mean, there's there's sports and and uh, music. Aaron, whose fault do you think this episode was? Keenan's or Kel's? I think this was Kel's fault, Adam. <laughs> yeah, this is like Kel's fault a few times over. But Keenan should have studied. He should have. I guess they won't get into this problem if, if he studied. Well, I mean, Kel was still shooting that thing off willy nilly. It was bound to happen. Yeah. Kel was really trigger happy with the Trashinator. If it wasn't like in this incident, it would be another incident in their lives that he would have like destroyed everything with. Uh, yeah, I think so. If they had the Trashinator for a long time, don't you think Kel would know the rules by now? Oh, uh, I think that <laughs> if anything, we've learned that rules don't, like they, they mean nothing to Kel. He will. I, I'm thinking of the freezer burned episode. Yep. Yep. It's like, yeah, no, there's so many social things that he should have totally nailed in that one, but he he got wrong in major ways. Yeah, he was having an off day. Uh, that, that tracks for me. Uh, I have a quick uh, listener comment I would like to, to break this up with. Sure, go for it. Uh, not uh, Well, listener comment's incorrect. They, it's, not, it's not someone listening to this, the show, but there's someone that I caught their, their tweet on Twitter, and I said that we would answer it on our show. Cool. So this was written by AKA Johnny T. Uh, Johnny with no H, uh, two N's. My kid's eighth birthday is still about six months away, but she says she wants a Keenan and Kel themed birthday. I assume that, you know, their kids were, like, watching it, uh, like, on, on Paramount Plus and, like, really enjoying it. And he said, the, the orange soda part is obvious, but are there any other items that would help complete this theme? Wow. What a great question. I agree. Like, this is a, an this eight, why I want to talk about An eight-year-old's yes. Keenan and Kel themed birthday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you win, you win father of the year, Johnny <laughs> T. Excellent job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you not only raised your kid on Keenan and Kel, but they want it to be their party. Wow, what other staples are there on Keenan and Kel? I, I've been thinking about this question for a bit longer than you. I like setting up your place like Rigby's. <laughs> M- might be a fun fun activity. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of like Kyra's party. There's a lot of like fun hats. Yeah. And stuff like that. The the other component that I would definitely do is '90s throwback by way of Keenan and Kel. Yeah, '90s throwback would be cool. That's that's a great idea, Adam. Yeah, like big jeans. You know, maybe go go. You know, hit up the local thrift store, look for some some stuff or or whatever. People of all ages do like '90s parties nowadays. Yeah, um, I think uh, if you really want to get Keenan and Kel specific, you got the ham ham ham. You, <laughs> yeah, serve the ham ham. ham. You could have right. the ham ham ham. Uh, you could have uh, pizza farm. Um, I don't know how you know like all the food places a deep fried sweater. No, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, they they go to all kinds of different restaurants and stuff like that So I think that'd be cool to do like a uh, kind of like a grocery theme and everybody has like these baskets when the when you walk into the birthday party and you go grocery shopping <laughs> oh, yeah. at Rigby's like in the kitchen or, or wherever the little they have like party favors that they had age right so you get like a little like kind of paper bag of yeah of you get like a paper bag you get you get like a, a fruit 
and like uh, a can of beans. I don't know. And, you know, uh, some people like they do like a party, uh, like a birthday person hats or the crown or sash. Uh, have your kid have wear like the get a little, a little Rigby's apron. A Rigby's apron would be cool. Very cute. Um, and then what's the cake from the, uh, the the party that they have to pick up? What's the cake called, Adam? <laughs> oh, you mean like the double chocolate? like Double chocolate like, raspberry? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, they, they do the cake like that. And, and I, I don't think you can hide anything in, in it for a kid's birthday. <laughs> no. But yeah, you know, uh, I assume you'd paint it instead. You'd have it like orange and have one of those pictures of Keenan and Kel on it that you can eat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, get like one of those pictures on the icing, like the edible pictures. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah, one of those classic like Keenan and Kel and like hugging and. Uh, okay, I, I, I'm still thinking like maybe a couple games. I mean, you can do like a musical chairs, like the Keenan and Kel theme song. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, or, or just the beats that, that they get that going on. They get, you can find that online. I would say like Pintel and Donkey, but the equivalent of that is is a, it's it's Rogers like head, and you have to like hit him with hit him with something. Stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So there you go. Uh, those are some some party things to, to help you. Those out. are some great ideas. Yeah. Um. Well, we we would love to see uh, a picture of, of whatever you come up with, or just to hear how it goes. That'd be awesome. So let us know. Yeah. No. Keep in touch, Giant Team. Great job with the great job parenting. Back to ratings here. Uh, Futurama is ranked 18 out of 62 on IMDb with a 7.9 rating. Very high on the list. Uh, how would you rank this episode, Aaron? And tell me your final thoughts. For the creativity of this episode, uh, I'm going to give it a nine because uh, you know there there were wasn't the best, uh, especially like some of the the intermittent uh, moments. You know, like like the, at the dinner table, it was like ah, I was missing something there. Good world world building though. Um, really nice job on the creativity side. So that is going to give a nine for me. That's a fair call. I respect it. Uh, this is a 10 bottles of orange soda out of 10 awesome. for me. Awesome. There are some like episodes that I recall from season four as being stand out above the, above the cut. This is one of them <laughs> because they, they win all outs. Every line's real good. The situation is it's, they got into trouble in the future and this is the shape of it. Sure. Some of the antiques like, you know, and like are very far removed like what they they do they do laser ball but they don't do like they have no idea what baseball is right so uh maybe maybe that is the case maybe it's so far advanced but no episode has got me like to talk and think this much about it yeah i do love that like in a long part of their run so uh, it's a rich episode and i think it deserves a rich score Uh, that's awesome yeah this was a tremendous episode adam and i'm really happy we got to talk about it in the future so Mm -hmm. uh we hope that uh maybe somebody will review this episode again in the future future and (laughs) and they're laughing at our technology podcasts how ridiculous (laughs) they didn't even have a video podcast yeah so thanks everybody for tuning in uh come back and join us next week for april fools an april fools episode of keenan and kel and you can guess who is the one pranking everybody (laughs) it's uh the show's named after him it's keenan and it's gonna be a fun episode yeah, uh, that, tune in then, and uh, we'll see you then for our our penultimate episode uh, of Keenan and Kel proper. <laughs> there's so many asterisks on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, only, there's only one more after that than the TV movie. Good luck with all of your uh, party planning pursuits. Keenan and Kel themed, of course, always. Uh, maybe in the future we'll have a, a little bundle for you. <laughs> a little Keenan and Kel party <laughs> bundle. Uh, until that release date, everybody, we'll see you next time. And with that being said, oh, here it goes. 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash Podcast. Our social media accounts are all at Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks, everybody.